Welcome back to the Hexenkers Podcast. I'm Jules. I'm joined by my co-host, Eric. Hello. Oak. Yo. And Chev. Yo. I guess I should say my co-host, Eric, and then our two unwilling participants, uh, Oak and Chev. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, a longtime playgroup joining the multiverse in the hopes of leveling up both our game and yours. And on today's episode, that applies not only to Magic the Gathering, esteemed world-renowned trading card game, but also some other trading card games that you might have heard of. Eric, this was your brainchild. Why don't you, uh, why don't you take us away? Yeah, so this is a episode format you may or may not have seen elsewhere on the internet i'm certainly not the only font of knowledge on this idea but uh so over the past week when we were all away to hex drinkers west coast hq uh we got to playing some pokemon tcg uh easily establishing dominance in that region of uh card games as well but uh that got me thinking it'd be really fun if we could check and see how good we are at evaluating cards in, you know, any format. And because we have a Yu-Gi-Oh! content creator on the pod, as well as a uh, once-legend-ranked Hearthstone player on the pod... Uh, <laughs> yeah, me! <laughs> <laughs> that would be such an incredible heel turn, Oak, if you revealed that now. Um, uh so yeah, we've decided for Julian and I to present some cards to uh, both to each other to some extent, because I have some Yu-Gi-Oh knowledge, uh, but I don't really think Julian knows anything about Hearthstone. So uh, mm. we'll we'll get some opinions on what we think cards from other games look like, and we'll see how good we are at evaluating things outside of our uh, typical wheelhouse. And in order to do this, sort of the first thing we're going to do is we're going to lay the groundwork of the rules for each game. So, basis for Hearthstone. You start with 30 cards in deck. You start with 30 life. You cannot go above 30 life, except with a mechanic called armor, which we probably won't talk about nearly at all. But notably, you don't usually gain armor, so 30 is pretty much a hard cap. Uh, you gain one mana per turn. You start with... Three cards in hand if you go first and draw on the first turn. You start with uh, four cards and the coin if you go second. I believe What's the, the coin, coin. The coin is a zero mana spell that gives you one additional mana. That oh, turn okay. only. So it is. Lotus Petal. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's Lotus Petal. Okay. Pretty much. Um, there we go. Magic terms. Yep. Yeah, 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 sorry. I'm gonna, uh, combat is continuous throughout the turn. Uh. You can cast spells, play creatures, engage in combat, then go back to casting spells, then go back to combat. Um, everything starts with summoning sickness. Uh, creatures don't have activated abilities. They have triggered abilities or battle or ETBs, but uh, they do not really have specifically activated abilities. Um, uh, they're, the only way to interact on your opponent's turn is by pre-establishing uh, cards that you've played called Secrets. Uh, only about half the classes in the game have access to Secrets. And uh, classes is something I should address. It's very important and will come up throughout the episode. Hmm. Uh, a class can starts with a essentially signature spell a la Oathbreaker. It's always going to cost two mana, and it's always going to be about one mana worth of card. Uh, so it's two mana, deal of damage. Two mana, make a 1-1. One, one. Uh, the strongest of them by far being uh, two mana, take two damage, draw a card. Oh, spicy. Yes. Okay. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, and additionally, you are only allowed to play cards within your class or neutral cards. You can't play from other classes except in special scenarios, which I don't think we're talking about at all today. Um, that's the basics of Hearthstone. I think. <laughs> uh, also, damage is perpetual, right? Damage is perpetual, yes. Mm -hmm. Damage is not reset at the end of turn. If you deal damage to something, that damage is there next turn. So if I have a 3-4 and Julian hits it with a 3-3, three, three, his 3-3 three, three dies. My 3-4 goes down to a 3-1, and it will be a 3-1 until it is healed. And healing happens through So everything has actions. wither. Got you. Yes. You, okay. There would, you would have to play a card that specifically says uh, another hero power. Two mana, restore two health to any target. Okay, and last last question for me. If I had something like a giant growth, it gives it plus three, plus three perpetually, or is there like an instant buff to power and toughness? 
Um, so there are, uh, like, anthem effects, where there are creatures that will say, like, while this is on the field, give plus one, plus one to other okay. things. And then there are cards that will say that uh, where their effects are perpetual. I mm-hmm. cannot, off the top of my head, think of any until end of turn stat boosts, except there is one card that I think is not in play at any point when we're talking about this, uh, that is give a creature plus four, plus four, and then it and at the end of the turn it dies horribly. Ah, uh, preserve. <laughs> Explicit, love it. Explicitly horribly is spelled out on the card. <laughs> um, I have one question, I think. Yeah. Uh, and sorry if this was covered. Um, is there a maximum hand size? Yes, maximum hand size of ten. Okay. <laughs> ten. Ten. Interesting. And you start with you start with three. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so you can have a full third of your deck in your hand at one, one point if you would like. Okay. Very cool. Seems like a good uh, place for it to be. Yep. Julian, any any questions? Oh, uh, you do not lose the game if you run out of cards. Mm, okay. You start slowly taking damage. Oh, that yeah. is very relevant. Yep. Hmm. Okay. 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 All right. Sounds good. Yep. Yeah. All right. Game master. What's our first card? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to present you with a classic dilemma that uh, this was, I think, the first expansion of Hearthstone. Hmm. Uh, this question came up, and it had very interesting results. There's two cards here and a card that each of them makes incidentally. There's Dr. Boom, who is a seven mana 7-7, seven, seven, that summons two of these one ones. And Death Rattle is uh, like LTB, but specifically like when it dies. Okay. Deal one to four damage randomly to an enemy. Enemy and being then, a player or a creature? Either. Okay. Damage can go anywhere. Uh, and then there's Trogzor Earthenator. Seven manage. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, summon a burly rockjaw trog. Six six power and toughness. Uh, or like attack and health is better terms because damage yeah, is perpetual. Yeah. And then the burly rockjaw trog it makes is four, a four-mana creature. Whenever your opponent casts a spell, gain two attack. Hmm. Which of these cards do you think saw play? Or saw more play? Hmm. Uh, Battlecry on Dr. Boom. Is Battlecry when they attack? ETB. ETB, okay. Um, hmm. I see. You said which of these two cards? Do you mean three? Sorry, uh, or... two. Dr. Boom or Trogzor. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Because they yeah. summon the yeah, other yeah. ones. Yeah, okay. you're right. Yeah. My bad. Um, okay. And yeah, you guys can collude. You can ask each other questions. You can ask me questions. I'm I'm happy to let this play out however it does organically. Yep. So I'll I'll let you guys know what I'm thinking. Trogzor just seems, one, stupid name. I hate it. I don't want it to see play for being called Trogzor the Earthenator. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> but... Like, it seems like that effect is better to, for seven mana, you create a card that whenever your opponent does something, you make a three five that whenever they do another thing, it gains plus two attack forever. So, like, they played one spell, you have a three five plus your six six. They play two spells, you have a five five, a three five, and a six six. But maybe that means it gets targeted too quickly, because, like, as soon as this Trogzor comes down, I feel like you can make a board state really nicely. And it seems like the secret could be that Dr. Boom, uh, with just making ETB two boom bots, um, is more directly impactful versus like, well, I guess it may be the speed of Hearthstone is taken into consideration. Because if you can make two bots that potentially deal like half of someone's health uh, by the turn it comes down, that could be very useful compared to making a big board that doesn't kill your opponent by itself. I think I missed this. It says deal, is that one to four? Yes. Like yeah. it's, we roll a D4 and see what yep. it is? Okay. Is... And it's a random, so you don't even know if you're going to hit your opponent. You don't know if you're going to hit the the uh, creature that you want. I, um, yeah, listen. One thing I forgot to cover, I apologize. Uh, you control trades in Hearthstone. You choose what attacks what. Uh, like, your opponent has no say in where attacks go. And you have no say where, in, in where attacks go on your opponent's turn. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, I, my, my thought is, like, they're, they're both seven, right? So it's not yeah. like one cost way more they have reasonably comparable stats mm-hmm. like a seven seven and a six six i'm just like looking at like i guess the thing is like how often is your opponent casting opponent casting spells once you're up to, to, to turn seven. six seven okay, eight that's fair 
mana. Like, are they like, just winning if your the opponent game? only casts... Yeah, if, if your opponent just casts, like, one thing and you get one dude, uh, then sure, but, like, I think that's the crux. I think that's, like, the thing that we're missing. Because if, if your opponent is casting, like, two or three spells in a turn, mm -hmm. I feel like Trogzor is way, 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 way better. But... I don't know. Maybe the maybe the Doctor Boom just immediately getting two bodies is. Uh, you get three because it summons two Boom bots. Right, two two additional yeah. bodies on top of just a, a large boy. Um, I'll tell you, a lot of board wipes cost. Um, like at this point, uh, the signature board wipe was restricted to one class, and it was eight mana. Wipe the board. End of story. Uh, but at this point in time, I think there were also cards that were. I forget if it was five or six mana, but it was everything deals damage to itself equal to its power. Mm. Mm. Okay. So those are sort of the higher end cost spells that you'd be seeing. Huh. Um, yeah, this, this is a really tough one because, and I think, Eric, what you mentioned about attacking uh, it definitely plays a big role into it, where it's just like, if this was magic, you could just like play Trogzor and then not block with it, not block with it. Your opponent has to cast right. at least one spell to get rid of it. Most likely, unless you, like, are forced to chump or something. But in this, they could, like, theoretically just, if they already have creatures out, uh, attack yeah. Trogsor to get rid of him before you get, like, really the value yeah. off of him. Um, but that said, like, Trogsor seems like he just, like, cascades into more things because every time it's it's like hey, don't 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 say that word. Don't, don't don't talk <laughs> okay about this is hearthstone it, it's it's like a monastery mentor type effect where all of the tokens that monastery mentor makes get bigger whenever your right. opponent casts a non-creature spell and you make another monk token yeah. uh, from from the base you know trogs or um and that seems right. insanely powerful and now just make it having made that comparison in my head um i think the the uh, I think the underdog is Doctor Boom. Uh, so you, I'm, I'm going to say Trogzor. Uh, Soft play. Um, yeah, right. for, I, I do. For I do reason, feel like we're. I got to go, Doctor Boom. I think there's like the 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 value <laughs> on Trogzor is too much for this to be a question that makes sense. Like <laughs> I don't think it, I, I think it has to be one that's like subverting expectations somewhat. And I think when we know. You can attack Trogzor immediately, and you can attack as many times as you want per turn before playing any spells, versus Dr. Boom, where if someone plays a board wipe, all the bots are going to die and deal damage to them. So that keeps it on board, and it's a 7-7 seven, seven versus a 6-6. Six, six. Based on so, trying to game this system, I'm going Dr. Boom. I guess the other thing is, like, I have no idea if there are any, like, flicker effects um, Ooh, in yeah. Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, there so, are no. I okay, will tell you okay. that for free. Okay, so... Um, Gotcha. So, uh, I will let you know that this card existed at the time. Uh, what is this card, Eric, for our audio format? Ah, this card, for people who can't see my screen because I'm stupid, uh, is uh, three mana, four, three. Uh, oh, this isn't what I fucking thought. Yeah. What the fuck? No. All right. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Th this card used to cost three mana is the, the point. Um, okay. Three mana, four, two. Battlecry, destroy a minion with attack of seven or more. It's called Big Game Hunter. This was existed at the time. I, I would like to state for the audience that Eric just showed us three different cards that all had the same art, had similar stats, but very different abilities. <laughs> there I... were... There's a lot of memes. There's a lot of memes that I have to sort through to find pre-nerf versions of cards. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, okay, 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 I see. Oh, right, because we can just... We can change we can whatever just, like, card we want whenever we want. Yeah. Don't we love alchemy? Um, so so yes. this kills Dr. Boo. Yeah. Yes, notably, this kills <laughs> it, Dr. Well, it Boo also, and not Trogzor. Oh, wait, no, wait. Yep. Oh, it does not kill Trogzor. All right, I, 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 the other two have, have cast their votes. I, I feel like the, the sheer value on Trogzor is too much to deny, even though I do think we're getting baited. The one last point that I want to say is that uh, for the boom bots that Dr. Boom makes, I, I don't know how much this plays into it, but like you could just suicide those into an, a, uh, an opposing creature to get that extra damage to go off. You know, if your opponent didn't want to attack them, they didn't, they wouldn't have to, but like you could just do that. But I, I still think that Trogs are the value is too much, even though I do think we're getting baited. <laughs> uh, allow me to say, uh, points to Chev, you've all been baited, uh, except <laughs> Chev, uh, as was the entire Hearthstone community. 
This was, mm-hmm. like, this was, I think, the first expansion, and everyone's like, okay, clearly Trogsor's fucking insane, making a bunch of four-mana cards whenever your opponent does, like, 50% of the actions in the game is stupid. Like, that's so strong. And especially yeah. with, like, Big Game Hunter and the meta, like, it's just, it's nuts. But, unfortunately... Trogsor dies if your opponent is two three threes. So, <laughs> or you, uh, board wipes are pretty expensive, but uh, targeted kill spells, especially in control decks, which are the ones that cast the most spells, are like not that expensive. So you just fucking kill Trogsor, and then your opponent spent seven mana to get a three five and have you discard a card, which is like medium. Um, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I guess even with that ability, I guess it is only a 3-5. <laughs> so. It's it's unfortunately dies to Doomblade. Yep. <laughs> that is true. So, so Dr. Boom proved to be the better card, but was Dr. Boom, like, meta-warping? Did Trogsor see zero play, or was this, like, a... Trogsor saw zero or was this play, a much... and uh, Dr. Boom was in pretty much any deck that intended to reach turn seven. Wow. wow, that's really sad. I knew Here we were getting baited, but I had to. I had to play into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah correct. It Here was. It was wild. Uh, so for the next one, uh, there are nine baseline Hearthstone classes. Um, okay. You can pick any of them. We've got fucking hell. Uh, Druid, uh, Hunter, Mage, Paladin, Priest, Rogue, Shaman, Warlock, and Warrior. I've prepared one card from each class. Feel free to pick. Um, I'm gonna go with mage. I'll go right. shaman. Sounds good. Uh, <laughs> we're just gonna scroll down this list until we get to where we need to go. Uh, this is a ten <laughs> mana mage hero again. We're, we've chosen the difficult things. Uh, it's the amazing Reno. Make all minions disappear. Uh, that is only minions on the battlefield. But uh, okay. any minions <laughs> currently on the battlefield disappear. They don't trigger their death rattles. They don't do anything they don't enter like the graveyard to be resurrected yes they are exiled okay um but like nothing triggers about right right we're not talking like god eternals that uh when they get (laughs) exiled come back (laughs) and then uh passive hero power at the start of your turn cast a random spell this doesn't cost any mana nope it doesn't automatically at the start of every turn you pick a random spell cast it with random targets if there are any targeting any spell in the game? Any spell in the game. Any spell in standard. Including mm. another... I believe uh, including another class of spells, but let me double check. I'm going to close the stream for just a moment. All right. All right, you know what? Honestly, I'm just going to go. This card's busted. <laughs> like, this this is this is on the contingent that we can get to turn 10. This card's busted. It It's, it's always getting there. Once again, I have no I have no idea how long games last. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd want to know how crazy. often you end up at turn 10. Because once you do, you're resetting the board and then can do whatever you want. And you still have your entire rest of your deck to do stuff. So unless you're crazily behind, you just get a massive amount of resources in that push at the top of the spectrum. There's also not... Do we say there's not... Uh, there Like there is summoning sickness in this yes, game? Yes, there is. So it's two okay. turns yeah. before so they if, can if attack. We're wiping the board. Charge yeah, I was going to say, rush. if we're wiping the board... Yeah. 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 If we're wiping the board, we're safe. See that's that in Yu-Gi-Oh everything has haste, so you can wipe the board and then people can just be like, "All right, now I combo on on you again and, and deal a billion damage." <laughs> literally, literally a billion damage. Yeah, oh. sometimes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just trying to fucking. Why are there no notes about what the hero power pulls from your fucking class or not? Uh, I don't <laughs> think it did. I think it was anything. So um, my question is: it can it pu- it pull another hero spell? Like, can you become someone else besides uh, Reno? Allow me to say, heroes are not spells. They are also not oh. minions. They are heroes. Okay. There are okay. three card types. Or at the point in the game we're going to be talking about, we're not talking about locations or any of that bullshit. There are <laughs> uh, or quests. <laughs> fuck them. Uh, there are heroes, minions, and spells. Okay. So we're casting something that is not a minion, so it's not going to most likely put a body on the field unless it's like create two minions or something. Right. Yeah. And I can't answer your question about how long games go, because I think that would drastically affect your rating. But I can tell you that Mage had a spell that was six mana, uh, deal two damage to everything your opponent controls, and they can't attack next turn. 
And is mage spell... generically control? Yes. Okay. And they had Card busted. a seven mana spell deal four damage to everything. Card busted. All right. Um, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say no. This card is just uh another. Er, I, I'm what I'm seeing in this card is the like epic spells. Um, mm. there's mm -hmm. like a cycle of those in Magic where it's just like you cast a spell, it costs like ten mana or whatever, and then. For the rest of the game, you can't cast any other spells. Now, I know this guy still lets you cast spells, but then you do some effect every turn. Like, green is just, like, reveal cards on the top of your library until you get a creature or something like that. Um, but I thought it was, like, make snakes. It, yeah, it's make snakes it equal to number okay. of enchantments or something psychotic. Well, yeah, was that, that really the, a bad the guess, spells though? bad. <laughs> <laughs> was that really bad? Yes. I think the only um, good one was the white one that's, like, I think tutor up, like, an aura or something. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, no, so, I, I like it. Really comes down to can you make it to ten mana, and then when you do, there's the chance that yeah. the next spell you cast is an opt, yeah. which is cool, and, but like that's not going to get you anywhere. And I think the clarification that it doesn't cast any minion spells too uh, mm -hmm. is is very, or it doesn't cast any minions, I should say. Sorry, specifically, uh, is very important because that seems like the best sort of thing. I don't you you could get off right of after it, so. wiping the board. So I'm gonna say. No good on this one. Uh, yeah, the other two guys got it pretty quickly. This card was fucking nuts. Damn! <laughs> uh, namely, like, the other deck that really wanted to run late was, uh, I, I believe at this time, Priest. And Priest loves to resurrect things. And so mm. if you just kind of, like, freeze their board and stop them from attacking, and then you wait until... Like, you can wipe their board, or, you know, they have one or two key minions that they want to resurrect eventually, and you just say, nope, they're gone, fuck them. Uh, it's, it's pretty strong. Uh, you can be feeling, like, you can play really dangerous, and we're getting into points where cards were in and out of rotation, so I'm not sure. But I believe that at some point this was legal, and a three-mana uh, secret that was, if you would take lethal damage, don't. Excellent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, and so you can, uh, it, it obviously goes away after the first time you would take legal, lethal damage, uh, but you can run two of those. And so really all you have to do is if you draw both of them, make it to turn eight and then you banish them, you gain five health, you start to sort of rebuild. Mage doesn't really have any healing, but it does have some armor generation. Mm -hmm. There's, Mage is a very, very powerful control deck and this falls into that category. Uh, and then what, what are we doing? Shaman was the last one? Shaman. Hey, it's so easy. <laughs> one mana, you... one three. Whenever you overload, gain plus one attack per locked mana crystal. Shaman has a an ability which I will not describe its efficacy. Their cards will sometimes say overload. That means you spend next turn's mana to do something this turn. Uh... Oh, so like you could play this... If this costs two mana, you could play it on turn three? Uh, no. Uh, oh. hold on. Let me pull up Let me pull up an overload card. I don't want the hammer. Uh, yes, there. Feral Spirit. Three mana. Summon two, two, three wolves with taunt, which means they have to be attacked before anything without taunt. Overload one. So this will cost three mana this turn, and then next turn you immediately lose one mana. Oh, okay. So it costs you four mana, but this turn it only right, costs split you three, over two and turns. next turn okay. it costs you one. And so then this is, whenever you overload, it gets plus one perpetual per locked mana crystal. Is that the number of crystals that... you can't use because they're overloaded? Yep. Okay. So the the other question I have then is, we have Tunnel Trog on the field. Uh, whenever you overload, gain one attack per locked mana crystal. I Is the overload triggered on your next turn? So, like, your turn triggered starts... Triggered immediately. Triggered immediately. So, your essential... And then the locked mana crystal is the locked mana crystal for next turn. Yes. So, if I overload something with overload one now, it gets plus one attack for that, be, even though I don't get access to it next turn. Yes. And if so, I overload something else that has overload one, then this gets plus two. Yes. And it just Card keeps busting. going up. Yep. Um... <laughs> I don't know control very well, but I think uh, I play a lot of aggro, and this seems like a uh, <laughs> this seems like a zoo staple uh, 
card that gets bigger on its own just by doing things. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like Wild the Cattle or, I don't know, something like that. Uh, I'm also going to give this one a, this card is good. <laughs> yeah. Julian, any, any contrarian thoughts? I mean, I, I do kind of want to be contrarian. Like, the the whole like we're we're limiting our, our our resources for next turn feels like it should be bad. Like, it feels like the more you overload, it's just like okay, I might just not do anything next turn. I think the other thing is that this only has three health. I feel like a lot of things can just kill this, and then sure. Um. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think this. I don't think this card is that great. Uh, this card was the beginning of Shaman Stone. This is a stupid, <laughs> stupid card that does stupid, stupid things. Uh, let me just. Where the fuck is it? It's got to be on the same fucking page. There he is. Flame Wreath, faceless, four mana, seven seven, overload two. <laughs> that does seem kind of good. That one seems kind of good I for sure. Saw that out of the corner of my eye when you saw this. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, also, notably, uh, lightning bolt. Everybody, one mana, hey. deal three damage. Overload one. <laughs> Overload one. Ooh, I kind of like the shaman class. Uh, freaking yikes! That's, freaking. Although yikes. that's more of a lightning strike. It, it's 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 halfway in between, and that's honestly where I feel good about lightning bolt is when you spend sort of two mana on it. <laughs> one point five mana. Yeah. Um, and that's how you get counterspell for two and a half. It's like lightning, <laughs> lightning packed. Like you, you gotta pay one on the next turn or you die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, See, the thing is, you just make sure that you don't have a next turn because you've already won the game. Exactly. Yeah. Give it till Modern Horizons 3 or 4, I guarantee we're going to see a mechanic of packed, like be a whole ass, you know, archetype in limited. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Probably. this this was just the start of Aggro Shaman being so unbelievably strong. Um, this card certainly does die to a lot of two mana removal. There's just a ton mm -hmm. that kills this thing, but it's turn two. If you haven't drawn it, you, you just fucking die. <laughs> Cause you can play all the stuff you want. They're just gonna like, maybe they'll lightning bolt it. Maybe they'll throw some stuff with taunt in the way. And then this is going face every turn. I <laughs> mm -hmm. see. This thing is a fucking nightmare. Yep. Um, Gotta love us also, some Tunnel Trog. The fact that it's one mana too just seems insane. Like It's ignorant. <laughs> if you're spending a two mana spell to kill a one, one mana spell, like, you're fucking up. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <they're> right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so Yu-Gi-Oh, right? We all know it. We love it. The memes. Mostly the memes. But it is, it is, it is a card game and there are... There are cards. How, I'm trying to. Game. I'm trying to figure out how the how how the f to explain Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, <laughs> I think you got to go era I guess. by era. Like you got to start with eight thousand life points at a normal summon and work up from there. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think the I, I think the way that I can relate this to Magic is in Magic, right? If you're going to teach someone how to play the game, you're right. You're like, okay, you can play one land a turn. In Yu-Gi-Oh, you have uh, anywhere between a forty and a sixty card deck. Um, you have 8,000 life points, um, which might as well be like 80 life points. You could probably divide everything by 100 and still function perfectly fine. Um, uh, and then you have uh, up to a 15-card, what we call extra deck, which has uh, your boss monsters, uh, which you can go into through a variety of summoning mechanics, which, which we can get into. Uh, but basically, uh, the way I, I think about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a it's a lot about managing your normal summon. So just like one land a turn in Magic, you get one normal summon and that normal summon is dependent on the the level of the monster that you have so monsters have uh types just like in magic they have attributes which might as well be colors there's like you know fire water mm -hmm. wind earth light dark might as well just be colors in magic um and then there's a level so if it's four below you can normal summon it freely if it's above that you have to tribute aka sacrifice monsters in the stead to do that but let's just say for the majority of the time you're just you're you're controlling your normal summon because you only get one a turn except for and here's especially in the last like let's say six seven years of Yu-Gi-Oh, where they were just like yeah all those like rules that you thought 
we also are just going to make it so that that's not how they function. Um, but you know, it depends. <laughs> so there are plenty of decks that can like normal summon more than once. Um, uh, flu, Eric. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, and then there are a variety of ways to special summon, which have all sorts of, uh, you know, additional conditions, but that's how you get extra bodies on the field. Uh, combat, um, you choose what monsters your opponent controls that you want to attack, but you can't attack directly until your opponent has no monsters. Mm -hmm. um, everything has trample unless things are in defense position, which is when they're tapped, but they're just sideways. Um, and then if they're in attack position, they're straight on. And then if they're in attack position, they have trample. Otherwise, it's in. It's Does in trample you can't always attack go from to, defense. to face? So even yes. if they have monsters? Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, notably, yeah. you are limited to anywhere between five and seven monster slots you, you can only have yes. so that's like six monsters on the field at most at one time as a sort of reasonable rule yes okay. so that's that's probably like one of the most interesting parts of Yu-Gi-Oh for me is managing because in modern day Yu-Gi-Oh it's so easy to just summon a bajillion like literally a billion times in a turn so managing your zones um, and uh, that sort of stuff, when you have five main ones and then there's two extra ones, one for you and one for your opponent, um, managing that sort of stuff, and then you have five zones in the back for your spells and traps. Spells and traps are uh, basically everything that's not uh, creatures, so that's where your instants are going to go, your sorceries, uh, and your enchantments. Um Spells and traps can be continuous. Those are enchantments. They can be normal, which are sorceries, and then they can be quick play, which are instants. Um, traps you have to set beforehand, which means you just put them face down, mm -hmm. and then on your opponent's turn you can flip them up. Spells you have to activate on your turn, unless you set them and they're a quick play, then you can activate on your opponent's turn, except for when you can activate things from the hand. <laughs> and that brings us to probably the, the biggest invention that Yu-Gi-Oh! has over, I guess, most other games is what we call hand traps. They come in all sorts of forms, spells, traps, and monsters. But basically, they say you can activate some effect from the hand, usually by discarding this. Um, but that's that. Lastly, the extra deck. There's a billion different ways to summon. We'll, we'll get into them. Uh, they basically, every time they made they, a new anime, they were like, okay, we need a new flashy way to summon. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it if they, if they come into it. But um, just know that, once again, those fucking rules don't matter anymore. Because there's literally a bunch of cards that will be like, uh, must be fusion summoned which is requires a certain fusion spell and then two material monsters uh or you can also do this other thing which doesn't relate to that at all. <laughs> so carry on um but uh but yeah that's basically it your 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 goal is to obviously eliminate uh all of your opponent's life points but generally this means you're going to go through various combos to get to one plus boss monsters uh boss monsters usually have high attack as well as effects that either uh, negate things that your opponent's doing, destroy their opponent's monsters, etc. I would say it is the the most unnecessarily complicated and also flashiest card game out of the major ones that exist. Okay, okay. Right. That's another that's another thing too is that Eric said Yu-Gi-Oh is is technically the fastest uh, card game, and I would agree. There are plenty of games that end on turn one or two uh, or three. That being said, those turns take fucking hell along. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a lot of steps. A lot of uh, steps. And to be clear, but, for any yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh listeners, I know this is something that I've talked to someone who plays, uh, like, standard Yu-Gi-Oh about. Uh, Julian and I have strictly played Master Duel. Like, uh, Julian, you have not played any, like, uh, TCG, right? No, I, I follow TCG content, but, uh, yeah, the... The online client Master Duel has a different ban list from the TCG, which is everything that's not Japan, and then Japan is the OCG, the original card game, and they have their own ban list, and they're all managed very differently, By which is interesting. different entities, right? <clears throat> yes, because Konami, Konami in Japan uh, does OCG. Konami in Japan also does Master Duel, except they do it differently. <laughs> and then <laughs> Konami outside of Japan, so literally the entire rest of the world... <laughs> Has their has their own entity that organizes the ban list for that? Incredible, um, Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's that's TCG. That's TCG Konami, and they're like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of interesting things dealing with this, but uh, yeah, we, we can. All we right, can get I know enough. I can accurately depict any of these cards. Why don't you? Why don't you tell us All about right, the first one? All right, we're we're, we're gonna start. Let me uh, let me get my screen going. 
Y'all can see it? Okay, so our first card is Max C. This is a insect-type effect monster. Uh, this just means it has an effect. Some things are normal monsters, which means they're vanilla. Earth attribute, two stars, which means it can be normal summon without attribute. Uh, 500 attack, 200 defense. During either player's turn, you can send this card from your hand to the graveyard. That's the cost. Uh, during either player's turn, so you can activate this at instant speed. Um, that's another thing. The wording in Yu-Gi-Oh! Not consistent whatsoever, <laughs> especially across uh, time periods. Um, this turn, So you, you can send this card from your hand to the graveyard. That's the cost for activating it. This turn, each time your opponent special summons a monster, uh, notably it says a monster in parentheses. If they special summon three things at a time, uh, it would only trigger once. Uh, draw one card. You can only use one max C per turn. So you can't double up on this. Okay. Can you play this in response to someone special summoning? So, yes and no. <laughs> Once again, there are uh, there are special summons that are um, telegraphed, like activated activated abilities. Basically, like if there's something in the hand that says, if you control no monsters, you can special summon this from the hand, and it's like whatever. The, the way it worded, some of them you have to activate from the hand. And it's like okay, I'm gonna special summon this. Some things, depending on like. Like, if, if it, I go into main phase one, uh, by the way, the turn structure is very similar to magic. Um, if I go into main phase one, I immediately have priority right. I can just, some things, you just immediately special summon. You would not be able to respond to that, the way priority works. Um, but um, a lot of things, when they special summon, yes, you can activate in response. Okay. And so is this... So you don't have to blind fire this, basically. Mm -hmm. Is this saying that you can either play this as a creature, quote-unquote, mo or monster with 500 attack, 200 defense, or you can do the discard effect and get the effect. Yeah, it's got channel. It says, okay. Yeah, channel is a very right. good way to summarize hand traps. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Yes. This is a hand trap. Okay. It has an effect in the hand, it discards, yeah. and then there's... All right, effect. so I think Oak and I uh, can agree as a monster, it looks stupid. Um, it just looks like <laughs> a, an audio setup next to someone's bookcase, and I'm assuming Actually, the insect is in the dust bunnies between the two. Uh, yeah. Allow me to tell you, Japan's censorship laws explicitly don't allow you to portray, uh, like, real-world bugs or, like, real-world insects. So this is maximum cockroach, but you're not allowed to say cockroach. <laughs> and you aren't allowed to show them. So those are all a bunch of little cockroaches in there. And that's, that's what Max uh, I've always wondered about that. That's so weird. Because in, like, manga and anime, when it, they'll, they'll always do, like, the cockroach trope, but it'll always be, like, blurred out. And I'm like, what the... Why, why do we have to blur out a cockroach? Wait, that's so but, okay, weird. interesting. All right, so we're dealing with some dumb censorship on it, this thing. I don't think you're ever playing this as a creature. I think this is just existing to do like a um, Rite of Harmony or something. Is this an older card? Like from the OG days before um, we got like pendulum monsters and stuff? On the, on it. Uh, they all say 96 just as that was when it was created. Oh. This card, let me uh, let me get you the, uh, the, the print here. Uh, I believe um, this was Maxine. printed around the middle of Yu-Gi-Oh's lifetime. Okay. Yeah, I want to say this was like I feel like this is good. Like, I want to say that if you have the ability to draw cards every time an opponent does something and you're playing this correctly, I, I think this would be good to just kind of like get out there and then do it. But I'm trying to think like with no idea of how many special summoned monsters are happening a turn and also with the understanding that like if they're special summoning a lot, I'm probably going to die is how I would assume on a lot yeah. of it. So, like, maybe drawing cards helps, but how many hand traps do I have? Maybe I've talked myself out of it, but so, I still got to <laughs> go with my gut and say that this is good. I Yeah, it, it sounds like there can be very explosive turns in Yu-Gi-Oh, which I would assume would mean you can special summon, like, numerous times, and mm -hmm. I would imagine drawing each of those times is good. Also, very meta comment, but I think the one time I watched Ju Julian uh, stream... Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, when this card was being played, <laughs> so I don't I don't remember if that's actually true or not, um, or whether the card d did a lot, or whether Julian was playing it. Because if Julian was playing it, it was obviously bad. Yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> but um, I, I think I, I am inclined to agree with you, Chev, that the uh, you never the creature on this card is bad, but the effect is is very uh, potent. Mm -hmm. uh, and so yeah, I'll I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay, you're both right. Hey, uh, hey. This card is 
essentially considered the most busted card ever printed in the game. <laughs> really? It is it is game warpingly Why disgusting. Why better powerful. art? Wow. I I don't know. I don't know. This card was printed in 2011, like right on the edge of when things started to get nutty for mm-hmm. Yu-Gi-Oh. Somehow it was a, it was legal at uh, the max copies uh, of 3 for at least like like at least a year or two. I think um, it's banned. Yeah, this in card the is is now, right? Yes, it is banned in the TCG, but it is not banned in the OCG or on Master Duel, which is a thing that a lot of TCG players have an issue with. But yes, um, given the present state of Yu-Gi-Oh, which I guess I should I should clarify, Yu-Gi-Oh only has one format, which is which is Yu-Gi-Oh. They just have an extensive ban list that gets changed consistently, and also instead of things being either uh, legal or banned, uh, they can be anywhere between three copies and zero copies. So sounds heinous. Um, Yes, but obviously power creep is a thing, right? So we've things get more complex, more powerful. So the only way to kind of curb that is banning. But yes, uh, Maxi, there is so much special summoning that happens um, even in the most basic of decks nowadays uh, that Maxi oftentimes, like you said, Chev, you're like, oh, like, well, I pitched this and I might draw some cards. But like what? There are so many good hand traps or uh, what we call board breakers, right? Even if your opponent sets up a crazy mm-hmm. board. Um, of of either negates or unaffected things or whatever. There's so many cards that can break through that that just allowing them to draw so many cards off Maxi um, generally can decide okay. a duel. Um, there's we, we call it a master duel taking the Maxi challenge, right? If you're about to take your turn and your opponent activates Maxi, it's like, okay, well, do you just do you just give them the one card and just say, well, I'll try again next turn? <laughs> or do you just go for it because you can th- think you can play through um, mm. whatever they have? Yeah. That's uh, and that's, that is a... Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, usually um, if you're like about to go off and, and you do sort of take that challenge and try and power through it, it is, I bet I can kill you this turn because if you pass to your opponent and they have like 20 cards in hand or like even on a less ambitious deck, if they have like 10 or 15 cards in hand, they're going to murder you. Straight up, no questions mm-hmm. asked, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah. You you must you must win that turn. Um, another thing is... Uh, since there's no resources in uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, there's no mana like in um, uh, Magic or Hearthstone. There's no energy like in Pokemon. Um, besides managing your normal summon, one of the biggest things is just how many cards do I have in rotation? Usually that means cards in hand, but sometimes it can mean cards in graveyard as well, depending on if they have effects there. But uh, historically, cards that say draw even one card or two cards um, are incredibly powerful just because... A singular card can do so much, and the more you have in your hand mm-hmm. opens up crazy amounts of things, especially when you, a lot of times you can tutor all throughout your deck. Just having raw card advantage gotcha. is uh, crazy, which is why Pot of Greed is like... Turbo banned. The meme, right? Yeah, yeah. also has been banned for a million years, but yeah. So, good job, boys. Maxi, uh, yeah, a busted-ass card. There you go. Let's, uh, let's, let's, ban- let's ban this, you guys. Come I'm going to get the next card wrong, and I'm ready for it. <laughs> all right. The next card is... Um, a very simple card. This is a normal spell card. So this is going to be a sorcery, right? Uh, Foolish Burial. Send a monster card from your deck to the graveyard. So I'm going to try to play the metagame. So I'm in tomb, ready. in tomb, basically. I'm, yeah, I'm ready to to get it wrong. I feel like some of these cards are destined to be bad. Uh, in tomb, in magic, notably, very good. Um, I think that this is bad because you want your monsters in hand or in your extra deck. Um, based off nothing but my own gut, uh, and that having them in their graveyard, well, helpful, um, this isn't as backbreaking as expected. Okay, so generally a more negative opinion. Yes. Okay. Okay, for me this is tough. My, my literal first thought of this is, was, this is Entomb. Julian knows Entomb is a good card in Magic. He knows I know Entomb is a good card in Magic. He's trying to trick me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, I, I, I guess I have no concept of whether uh, or not reanimation is really a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh! And if it is a thing, how potent it is. Um, so, I'll, I'll tell you right yeah. here, there are ways to return monsters either from Grave to Hand or Grave to Battlefield. Uh, Monster Reborn is the classic card. I think even you guys oh, recognize yeah. it if I should yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, that, that rings a there are, there are There are ways to do that, yes, for okay. sure. Um, okay. That's interesting. Alright, uh, you know, if it's any, if it is any card in your deck, and this is, there's no... 
Well, notably, it's only a monster. Okay. It's, you can't send spells or traps yeah, or anything. Fair enough. Um, it is a spell card, so it you can cast any number of these a turn? Is yep. that correct? Okay. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, I'm going to say... You know, I'm, I'm going to say it's good. I, I think it's just as good as... Um, it's maybe not just as good as, but still seems like... If, if there's reanimation spells in Yu-Gi-Oh!, I'm going to say that this is a generally powerful card. Also, it looks old, and I'm going to say... Wait, well, actually, wait. No, Yu-Gi-Oh! They all look the old. Everything was made the, on a 96 printer. Yeah, that's true. Yu-Gi-Oh! has the opposite problem of Magic, right? Where the old cards are bad, and the newer ones are too good? Well, it's... Uh, Actually, no, that's not necessarily true for either game. So, this... I, I did look this up just because I thought you might ask. Yep. This card was printed in uh, 06 or 07, okay. around around that, that area. Okay. So, relatively early, Yu-Gi-Oh! started in 2002 in the West. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say I'm gonna say this is good. This is a strong card, generally. Uh, cease play. Positive opinion. Eric, I know, I know you you know Yu-Gi-Oh. If you want to weigh in on any of these, uh, go ahead. Otherwise, I'll, uh, I'll weigh in on the I'll next one the because I've never seen that card in my fucking life. But uh, Foolish Burial, I'm pretty aware of what that thing does. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yes, this is, a, this is a good card. This card is actually limited to one. You can only play one copy in your deck. Um, it, it waxes and wanes in terms of seeing play um, depending on... Uh, kind of what is the dominant meta threats at the time, but in general, <clears throat> being able to put a card from your deck into your graveyard might as well be tutoring a card. Um, it, you know, it. This in tomb is much closer to demonic tutor than mm -hmm. in magic in general. Um, another thing is that uh, obviously, yes, you can reanimate things, uh, but generally, the majority of the big things that you care about having on your board are going to be coming from the extra deck. But there are a ton, a metric ton of monsters that trigger on being sent to the grave uh, and not just from the battlefield. Ooh. So, you know, whether you discard them, whether you send them with something like this, whether they get destroyed in battle or whatever, uh, there are a ton of things that trigger going to the grave. Notably, the, the best deck in the TCG right now is a deck that basically when uh, its monsters are sent to the grave, you get to use them and another monster to fusion summon. Uh, so this is seeing play in those decks. Actually, I don't even know if this is, this is seeing play in those decks just because they're so fucking tight and consistent but yeah this has enabled a ton of strategies um a ton of very powerful strategies throughout the years hence why it's only at one if this was at three it would be a legitimate uh there's also cards like <laughs> for the health uh, the i don't know if you want to google this but like orca symbol skeleton that banish yes. themselves yeah, from the graveyard and all they care about is getting there mm -hmm. yep huh. yeah orcus was a incredibly powerful deck at one point back in like i think 2018 or something um, yeah, you can banish this, then get another Orcus from your graveyard, special summon it. Yeah. Just tons of ways to generate resource loops by putting things in the graveyard. That's super interesting to me, because I was thinking about it purely from a reanimation standpoint. Um, mm -hmm. like, in Magic, we don't see the card, or the term, like, when this card is put into your graveyard from anywhere very often, but it sounds like maybe there's a lot of that in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, and that, that is really yeah. the determining factor, rather than reanimation, so... Very cool. Uh, interesting. Would you say it's more powerful generally than Entomb is in Magic? I mean, I guess scale-wise, or yes. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, 100%. as cool. Julian said, that, that's saying a lot. This card is limited to one. It is as close as it can get to being banned without being banned. Gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Very interesting. Yeah, that's another thing I think with Yu-Gi-Oh is that there are a lot more crazy effects just because. There's a lot more, um, a lot more crazy effects and a lot more like kind of broad effects, just because a majority of them say you can only do this once per turn. Like basically, like hard stop, you get this once and that's it. Okay. Um, and like I said, since there's gonna only gonna be like two or three turns in a duel, you you get that effect like once, um, which is why I think they can do more of that. Just because I feel like with magic, there are a lot of things where you can, you know, if Tati only if, if Tatiova said you can only trigger this once per turn, no one would play her. Yeah, be a bad card. So. That would, yeah. That would. All right, all right. Let's go to the next one. This is going to be uh, this is a tribal card. Earth Arctic. Earth Arctic radiation. Um, let me let me let me read this and then I'll address the the archetype thing. Earth Arctic radiation. It's a continuous spell card, which means it remains on the field. It is basically an enchantment. Mm -hmm. Okay. You activate this card by placing seven counters on it. Each time an Earth Arctic monster is special summoned from the hand or the extra deck. 
you can remove a counter from this to draw a card. Once per turn during your end phase, so your, your end step, you can target and insert a card in your graveyard, except this card, shuffle it into your deck. You can only have one of these on the field at a time. Okay. So a few things. One, you can only have one of these, so you can't double up, right? That's kind of a, also a way to get past the a once per turn. Notably, the, uh, the drawing by removing a counter is not a once per turn, and it's on any player's turn. Uh, it's from the hand or the extra deck. Ooh. And you get to recycle your Sartre cards from the graveyard during your end phase. Now, like Eric said, this is a part of what we call an archetype. A lot of modern Yu-Gi-Oh, or Yu-Gi-Oh for, for a while now, is built around archetypes. So cards that generally have uh, the same name. This one is Ursartic. Um, they have a, you know, a, a similar name like that. And then they all kind of synergize. They do a similar thing. So Eric mentioned Orcus uh, Symbol. Uh, there are a bunch of cards that are Orcist something. And then they generally synergize. They have a um, similar game plan. Uh, it's, it's very parasitic, frankly, in that way. Uh, the cards that I showed you beforehand, Maxi Foolish Burial, these are cards that you can go in any deck. These are like staples. Um, but a lot of the way you build decks is generally one or two archetypes put together in really focusing on that strategy. Huh. I'm going to go ahead and say card good. Uh, we learned earlier that drawing is good. This is seven draws, and then if you can special summon from the hand, you might be drawing into things that you could do stuff with as it continues. And the reanimation into the deck, giving you the ability to potentially draw it, just seems like gravy when it comes down to it. Um, and I know that Master... What is it? Charcoal? Is that is that what you are, Julian? Oh, fuck um, you, Master, <laughs> Master Diamond has made a video about Earth's Arctic. I don't remember anything about it, but... Yeah, let me good. let me let me shameless plug real quick. I do have a, a Yu-Gi-Oh YouTube channel, Master Diamond Yu-Gi-Oh. Check it out. I'll make Chev put it in the description. <laughs> so if you're interested in Yu-Gi-Oh, check it out. Um, yeah, I'm actually gonna uh, not to influence Chev at all. I'm gonna take the contra position. Sure, this is seven draws if the duel goes seven turns. It's not going to. <laughs> it's not limited to once per turn, though. I thought it was once per you turn. Can... No, it, uh, it was specifically the that, the draw is not uh, the once return is shuffle a card the end in. phase. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, can I ask for a few clarifications? For so sure. It, for sure. it essentially enters the battlefield with seven counters on it, right? Yes. Yeah. You can I know only it's activated act with seven counters, Oakley. Thank you, Jeff, for making that. <laughs> it's, yes. Yes. It 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 ETBs with okay. seven counters. So, you can. Draw the cards by removing the counters, but only when you play another Earth's Arctic card, essentially. Yes. Okay. Um, ba yeah, basically. And then, once per turn during the end phase is just another static effect. You can target an Earth's Arctic card in your graveyard, shuffle it into your deck. Correct? Yes. Okay. Think think of this almost as like, an enchant like, a, like a Beast Whisperer enchantment, right? Yep. Whenever you cast a creature spell... Specifically in our Sartic spell, draw a card. Yep. But in this case, we have the counters, so there is technically a maximum that you can draw. That sort of stuff. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, I know Beast Whisperer is good, but I, I, to me this seems a lot dependent on whether the Ursarctic uh, deck archetype is any good uh, at all. Um, and I'm just going to um, make a judgment call on that, knowing nothing about this card, saying... Uh, or nothing about the deck archetype and say uh, it's bad because Earth's Arctic is bad. <laughs> do you do you want me to tell you what the Earth's Arctic aim to do? Like I can, I'm not going to tell you if they're good or bad, but I can tell you their game plan. Or do you just want to fire? Um, it? I'll just fire I'll just it. fire it. Yeah, yeah. we don't knowing the game plan isn't going to help me. Here, uh, <laughs> I think. Okay, Julian, I don't want too much information, but uh, Earth's Arctic is a synchro archetype, right? S sorry, Earth's Arctic is a synchro archetype, right? Yes. Uh, I feel like you made the same mistake that I did, and you only put good cards in here. But I <laughs> want this card to be bad, because I have never seen Earth's Arctic played against me on ladder, so I'm going to say it's bad. It's not, it's, it is a good card, but it is not good enough to make Earth's Arctic one of the best decks, or yeah, I, like a competent rogue deck. I guess that's an important distinction, like... yeah. Like time Since stretch it's is a good card. It's all dependent but, on the archetype. Yeah, time stretch is a good card, but it's also ten mana, so it will never see play. Well, okay, right, that's not necessarily right. true, but you you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Uh, Eric, you hit the nail on the head. Um, this card should be busted, right? It says draw seven cards. It's not once per turn. Um, Ursartic's their gimmick is that they uh, can basically special summon from the hand on either player's turn. And um, by tributing other Ursartics, hence why they have um, the shuffle in thing. Because you tribute a card from the hand, you special summon one, they have various effects. Um, so it's very a reactive control style strategy uh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, it is very easy to run out of your resources super quickly. So unfortunately, uh, even though this card reads busted, the archetype surrounding it was never had any sort of chance of seeing competitive play and this yes this card does not save that uh does not save that deck even though i do love this card and that deck i did make a video i had a lot of fun playing it but yeah i would never try and take it to a, a competitive table or, or high on the ladder chef <laughs> i appreciate you believing i appreciate you believing like i was like yes let's go but unfortunately that is not the case Oh, right. no. Y'all ready for the next sucks. one? <laughs> Gemini Master Diamond Earth, uh, 10 stars, 2925 rock. rock fusion effect, 3 rock. Three. Yeah, there's a very limited amount of uh, creature types in, in Yu-Gi-Oh, and I, I do appreciate that rock is one of them. <laughs> three Gemini monsters. Must first be fusion summoned. Basically means you can't cheat this out anyway. Um, some cards have that text because apparently they're just too fucking powerful. Uh, this card, uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, it, gets a, it gets a boost. Um from anything in your graveyard. Uh, once per turn, you can banish one level 7 or lower Gemnite fusion monster from your graveyard until the end phase. This card's name becomes that monster's and it gets all of its effects. Alright. My my honest thoughts on this is that this guy has got probably the craziest drip in all of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> or any TCG player. And this dude's gonna get mugged oh, yeah, in the my, street for his sword. That's my boy. That's my freaking boy. I... Because of the way he looks and the way Julian has hyped him up and named, created his, his name entire team, brand after him, I, I I would say it's good, but I, I'm only making that on a snap decision based on like it seems like this is another case of like are gem knights just generally good, kind of like mm -hmm. the Ar Ur's Arctic, Urza Arctic, Urza Arctic, Urza yeah, Urza yeah. Arctic. Sorry, Ugh. yeah, brothers work. No, <laughs> um, it's okay. Urza Arctic. Um, and so I'm gonna go out on a limb. And just say, yeah, he's good. Um, seems really good to me. <laughs> so to to add on to that, I know there's at least another creator that calls themselves Master Diamond. Because I found them first when trying to find Julian on YouTube. <laughs> what the heck? So I know if there's multiple people doing it, it's probably good. But I could also see... this. Is, so I, I believe this came about uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! before... Julian began his transformation into a software engineer as a, a beautiful butterfly. This was still in his pupa phase. So he might have still be interested in rocks, just in general. And the fact that this says rock on it might have been enough where he's like, I will support the rocks. Um, <laughs> and I think that could be a, a mental state that the Julian was in. Okay. So I'm going to go with that, knowing that it's probably busted. Uh, but I'm going to think Julian picked it just because it's shiny and shows a lot of pretty colored rocks. True. <laughs> Why are you like this? Um, uh, here's what I'll say. is It seems oh, like God. if there were perhaps a Gem Knight who could do a lot of damage with an activated ability or an effect, uh, this might be able to uh, theoretically double that damage and allow for an FTK. <laughs> That's funny that you should say that. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, yeah, so Chev, you're 100% right. I did. I was like, oh, the rock people. Like, I should definitely do this. But then, but then, as Eric uh, pointed out, uh, yes, I did find that there was actually a pretty powerful, back back when was, this was originally printed, there was a pretty powerful uh, FTK, first turn kill. Um, your oh. opponent doesn't even get to play the game. Where, yes, you there is a uh, there is another Gem Knight, uh, notably a Gem Knight fusion monster that is level 7 or lower, that will burn for the amount of special summon monsters on the field. So if you can basically fill up your field, and then activate that ability a couple times with the ability of uh, Gemini Master Diamond because that that other ability is a hard once per turn. Uh, but if you are just if this is another card and we're just taking those abilities, borrowing them for a sec, uh, we can activate it multiple times. So Gemini Master Diamond is actually limited to one precisely so that you cannot do that FTK <laughs> uh, because uh, yes, in Master Duel we can play this at three. So I actually have a video where I perform the FTK and do the thing. Uh, go watch that. But yeah, it's super cool. Uh, it is not nearly consistent or resilient enough by modern Yu-Gi-Oh standards, but when it came out back in uh, 2015 or 2016 oh, or something, uh, yeah, it was it was powerful enough to get a couple cards banned for sure. 
Yeah. Wow. This is another archetype that has a stupid fucking fusion card. I don't know what I don't remember what brilliant fusion does, but it's stupid. It's fucked up. <laughs> it just it just it just it it's just fusion shovings from deck. That's all. Okay, I thought it was <laughs> also I thought it was deck or grave or something. Ignorant. I think it also insults your uh, mother. Um, that might be that might be its additional effect. <laughs> I certainly feel insulted. <laughs> all right, whatever. I'm closing the stream. That's all it. Right. We're done. Uh, yeah, that was us talking about other card games. If you want us to talk about other card games, uh, let us know. <sighs> I'm sure that I represented Hearthstone metas slightly incorrectly, and you know maybe Ice Block wasn't legal when the Amazing Reno was legal, but it was still a stupid <laughs> card. I. But interact with us. Let me know. I, I'm sure that I got some stuff wrong. Um, present these boys some cards that maybe look good but are bad, which I struggle to do because most are, cards in Hearthstone either look bad and are bad or are good. <laughs> <laughs> they make it pretty clear which ones you should be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next time we're coming for the other two card games, Pokemon and Flesh and Blood. We'll get there. Yeah. But uh, I, I I gotta say yeah. I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we did this because since. You know, even even though it's only been the last couple months that a couple of us have been opening ourselves up to other games, uh, besides the the history that Julian and Eric have with Hearthstone and Yu-Gi-Oh, it's getting a little bit easier to kind of pick up on some of the nuances from those games. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we jumped into sure. Pokemon last week, and we now know that, unequivocally, Dunsparce is the best Pokemon ever printed, hands down. Sure. Just win all your uh, coin flips. And with Actually that kind of advanced knowledge, we can go into these and feel a little bit more confident to play them. And so, depending on your feelings of, of Magic and the, the playgroups around you and all that, Magic is an incredible game and we'll continue to make content. But don't be afraid to seek out these other games and certainly don't uh, talk shit about them unless they're Hearthstone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, even Hearthstone. <laughs> feel free to talk shit about it, but definitely make sure you talk shit about Blizzard. Fuck them. <laughs>